Welcome to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here, your host, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian reporting for duty. That's right. Now, friends, uh, before I get um, into this, I just want to let you know a little programming note. Next hour, uh, top of the hour, we should have Seth Weathers here. And uh, Seth is the co-founder of the new conservative beer called Dad's Ultra-Right Beer. And these, um, this, is a, this, this is a great story. It's a success-from-scratch story. Uh, Seth came out with this beer, of course, in light of the Anheuser-Busch Bud Light controversy. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney, you know the, you know the whole story. So we're going to have him here. Uh, Talk to him a little bit about this. Um, he was also the director of Trump's 2016 campaign in Georgia. Interesting guy. So uh, just a programming note, he will be here next hour, so so be sure to tune in. You do not want to miss this. Friends, I got a sad story for you that has a – it's a local story. Uh, and I just – you know, in light of this uh, today being Cinco de Mayo – and uh, people out there partying and having fun, I just I, – I want to um, – I want to want to share this uh, with you here. There's a little boy, Ian Sanchez, uh, from Las Vegas, uh, six years old. Uh, he was in a car uh, coming home from a camping trip out in California, returning back to Las Vegas. Um, another driver who uh, is suspected of driving under the influence crashed into their car. And this little boy is is uh, clinging to life, and it's unlikely he's going to recover from his injuries. He's down in San Diego Children's Hospital, uh, and uh, this is an absolutely tragic story. I uh, the reason I'm sharing this uh, with you folks a couple of couple of observations from this. Now the the story is making national headlines because it's just so devastating. Uh, there is. Uh, one thing I, I'm noticing, and, and producer Robbie actually credit him with pointing this out, is the media is finally getting around to calling these DUI crashes crashes. They are not accidents. You get behind the wheel and you're intoxicated and you cause a crash, it's a crash. You made choices that led up to that moment. And this is, all of this is so avoidable. Now, of course, you know, these types of, uh, of incidents happen day in and day out. We talk about the ones that affect us, that uh, affect the lives of our loved ones. We talk about the ones that are in the news. Uh, but this is... Um, this this story here, you know, obviously a local local story, but but it's but it's devastating. The family they've got a GoFundMe page. Uh, we'll get the information uh, here in the next little bit. Uh, make sure I share that with you what what that is. But the imp- the importance and they're raising a fair amount of money. I I looked at it just before we went on air, and uh, people are generous, which is my other observation. I. I'm always um, I'm always amazed one by the generosity of Americans as a whole. We are an incredibly giving uh, people, 
And I'm also amazed by the generosity of Las Vegans. This community will always, and I mean always, step up when there's a need. Uh, This family's uh, hospital bills are going to be astronomical. And let me tell you this, too, as, as as an injury attorney, because this is what I do here at Sam and Ash Injury Law. You know, the infuriating, maddening thing is that this guy that 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 did this to this family, to this little boy, in California, all he is required by law to have is $15,000 in coverage per person up to $30,000 per accident. Now, I don't know that that's what his limits, insurance limits were. I don't know if he has any priors, if he's even insured. That happens a lot, by the way. As people get a DUI, get a second DUI, and then, then you know, can't afford their insurance, so they drive not only drunk but also uninsured. So this family, you know, when we talk about the, when we talk about this and and the, uh, and 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 the loss here, yeah, you got to understand. There's 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 a limited opportunity for for recovery most of the time, and I. it's it's devastating you could have absolutely and so you could have hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical expenses and you could and and end up you know end up being in a position where where you 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 collect from the insurance company you collect 15 grand nevada require yeah it's it's an important point nevada requires more insurance we we require a minimum of 25,000 50,000 per accident still not enough one of the things i really and some states are beginning to do this i i really think if you if you have a dui conviction you ought to be required to have higher limits you're much more likely to cause a serious accident if you've already been found to have been driving under the influence once i it's 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 absolutely maddening so this is um uh, yeah, the, the, I, I'm, I understand this. I am absolutely just choked up about this. The injuries that this boy has suffered is a, a critical brain laceration. There was a stroke. It resulted in brain hemorrhaging. Um, uh, this is uh, the parents uh, are, are talking to the media, and they're just – you can imagine they're absolutely devastated. This is awful. What happened apparently is this guy in, in a fast car is driving, made an unsafe turn. He's in a 2020 Dodge Charger. He lost control and he crashed into three, you know, two other cars, three cars total. The driver uh, of the other car the uh, was, was eventually arrested when he got to the hospital. I guess he had some injuries himself. And uh, the police uh, in California, CHP, are saying much of the similar stuff that we're saying here, which is, you know, there's been more DUIs. Drunk driving is on the rise. I suspect in part that everyone drank a whole lot more during COVID. So, you know, we, we were locked up at home and, and didn't socialize, didn't go out. They took down the, you know, basketball hoops in public parks. And what could you do? You could, you could sit home, you could binge watch TV, barely do a little bit of work and drink. Now I'm not a you know I'm not a moralist here. I'm if if you want to drink drink by all means I enjoy wine I'm I'm all I'm all about it. Just a matter of drinking responsibly. 
How hard is it to get an Uber? How hard is it to get a cab? By the way, here in Las Vegas, very easy to do both. Got lots of cabs. Got lots of people driving Ubers. You, you, can, you can get a ride. So please, this holiday weekend, for the love of everything that you care about, please, 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 do what you can uh, to, 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 to be safe out there and, and not consume alcohol because this is, this is just an absolutely devastating situation. My heart uh, breaks for this family. Uh, so the GoFundMe is, uh, let's see, it's Help Bring Ian Home. They've raised uh, about $18,000 just under. Uh, they're trying to raise $25,000. Uh, the uh, it's it's right here. I'm I'm gonna we're gonna put this up on the What's Right Show Instagram. So go to What's Right Show or our Twitter at What's Right Show. Either Twitter or Instagram. We're gonna put up a link uh, to help bring Ian home. And this family's going to need this, this family's gonna need some help. Absolutely devastating. The the organizer for this, if you need to look it up, is Azalea Sanchez. A Z A L E. A. Sanchez. All right, friends, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Jobs, jobs, and more jobs. The lead story today about the numbers that came out. Uh, job growth uh, totals uh, somewhere around 250,000 uh, in April, beating expectations even as the U.S. economy slowed. Uh, so, the look, the estimate was going to be 3.6%, folks. It's uh, 3.4% for the unemployment rate. This is... Uh, uh, I guess tied now for the lowest level since 1969. Uh, on its face, this would be great news. The only problem, the only small caveat, if you will, is that the Biden administration doesn't always tell the truth. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right show, Common Sense Conservatism, delivered Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. here on the station. Friends, yes. The Biden administration, they exaggerate and lie about these things. And they do it all the time. The February-March job numbers, for example, were revised. And today, uh, I saw Cheryl Casson of uh, Fox Business talking about these downward revisions that are happening over and over again. This is what uh, Cassoni had to say about it, and it's spot on. I went through and looked at the revisions. They are stunning. And he said it. I want to say it again here. There's 149,000 jobs that disappeared between February and March. Those revisions, and Charles is right, that's why the market is jumping. It's not on this print. It's on the revisions for February and March. We went from 326 to 248K in February, 236 down to 165 in March. So the yeah, and the market is up significantly. Of course, over the week, it's down because of all the other bad news that has come down the pike. But are these numbers going up based on numbers that is are is funny math? Back in twenty twenty two, quarter uh, second quarter job growth was overstated by more than a million 
jobs, a million jobs. Ariel Zilber, writing for the New York Post, uh, got into this uh, uh, basically saying that the Biden administration overstated the number of jobs created in the U.S. during the second quarter by over a million. The Philadelphia Fed report found that just 10,500 net new jobs were created between March and June. Uh, (laughs) And that was in a period where they kept telling us how, I mean, literally a million, I They're crowing over 250,000 new jobs right now. And yet in in one three-month period, uh, they overstated basically what would average at over 330 new jobs per month. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, is calling the bluff on the Biden administration. I'm – well, these are the people that that tell us that the border is – border crossings are down by 90%. Why in – heaven's name would we take anything that these people say seriously well there's an easy answer for that people are desperate for good news the economy is not doing well objectively not doing well but we we hope that it does well right many of us have retirement savings accounts investment accounts we have Oh, uh, well, our homes, we have properties, you know, th- th- we, we do not want to see a recession. I'm not betting against, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not betting against the country. I'm just, I'm just, we got to be realistic and prepare ourselves for more bad news that will, will, will likely come down the pike. And, and, and this is my, my concern, of course, is that, you know, there's all these people that now are <laughs> buying up stocks today. The market is up because people are buying. There are more buyers than sellers. That's how this works. And they're doing it based on information that may be fundamentally flawed. So what, uh, what's the fix for this? Uh, well, there, there, there isn't. Uh, you, you, have to, you just have to simply be aware and, and track these, uh, this information, these statistics, uh, based on uh, what comes out later. Don't follow the headlines. Follow up on the headlines themselves. Now, to what extent, by the way, is the Federal Reserve looking at these headline numbers when they consider their hikes, interest rate hikes, right, increases? I've had, I've talked to a few different people about this today. I'm, I'm told they're not necessarily looking at that. They're really looking at the inflation numbers specifically. And, and hell, by the way, those numbers could be, could be manipulated as well. I, I look at the inflation rate, I look at that percentage, and I, I think to myself, all the things that, that I, I know cost more in my life that, that, that I and my, my, my family that we purchase, uh, is, it really just, is it really just 6%? Is it really just 7%? I, I, it, it sure feels like it's a lot more. I mean, what we spend on groceries this year versus last year, it's, it's, it's incomparable and for the same stuff. So this is, a, this is going to be a um, – uh, uh, this, this is a mess. Now, the other thing uh, here I, I just you know, want to mention uh, briefly is, is, is the, uh, this, this impasse over the debt ceiling limit. Investors are, I think, beginning to worry about this, right? They're understanding that we have a debt dysfunction. Now, the dysfunction isn't that we can't come to an 
I mean, it is. Fundamentally, we can't come to an agreement here. But the reason we can't come to an agreement, to be absolutely clear and certain, is that we are uh, in a place where one side, the Democrats, Biden, are refusing under any circumstances to negotiate with the Republicans and simply want a carte blanche increase on the debt without any cuts. They want to increase the debt now and do the cuts later. Now, we Republicans, we understand that that's a non-starter, right? We understand that that's not, that's not, that's not how it's going to work. Ted Cruz, by the way, he, oh, he, he went, he went off on this, but he's been on a roll lately. This is what he said on the budget. When Republicans in the House stood strong on the debt ceiling, what happened? Then Vice President Joe Biden came and negotiated a deal, a deal called the Budget Control Act that was designed to cut $2.3 trillion in spending. It was the most significant federal spending reform in modern times. President Joe Biden needs to do the same thing. And I'll say, sadly, the reason he hasn't so far, I believe, is because his mental faculties are too diminished right now to do what he did in 2011, to sit down and actually work together on a solution to the problems. And what we're left with is a bunch of young staffers in the White House, radical children, who are perfectly willing to risk a default on the debt because they have no appreciation of the chaos and misery and damage a default would do. And by the way, he's spot on on this about this because back in 2011, which is the budget impasse uh, showdown that uh, Cruz is referencing here, Obama-Biden ended up, the shutdown, they ended up choosing to deliberately (laughs) cut certain uh, places where it would be particularly painful and visible. For example, uh, the the producer Robbie's in the military, his pay was cut. They kept everybody. They have the, he worked with without pay. Kept a bunch of BS government programs running, of course, but intentionally, Obama chose visible, painful cuts that made Republicans look evil. Today, though, at least back then, there was some willing to, uh, willingness to have a conversation. Biden's entire thing here has been there's no, no discussion. I want no cuts. He wants it all, and he's literally going to go to the brink to get his way. And my, my take on this is that Republicans absolutely cannot let themselves get bullied on this. They cannot give up on this. No way, no how. We have to live within our means. We've got to start cutting the deficit. It's not going to happen overnight, but but gosh, wouldn't it be great to get to a balanced budget if 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 the Republicans could have gotten together with Bill Clinton and made a balanced budget happen? Why can't it happen now? And the reason is, is because Cruz is a thousand percent right. It is a bunch of left wing crazy people who are in charge of the Biden administration. And Biden's just Mr. Magoo. He just shows up and and they've got the puppet masters are are moving his arms and legs and occasionally opening his mouth. But he is absolutely being managed uh, by by radicals. They want to give up not one dollar of spend. All right, gotta take a quick break here. It's it's maddening. 
It's a principled position. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. Sam Rajofsky here, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian. News Talk 840 KXNT, you're listening to The What's Right Show. Top of the hour, 30 minutes away, we have Seth Weathers. Uh, coming on with us. He's the co-founder of Conservative Dad's Ultra-Right Beer. This is the beer that is literally stealing Bud Light's lunch. We're going to talk to Seth. He's a great guy. Uh, fascinating dude. So I, we're going to have him on. You do not want to miss this. It's going to be great. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, too, today. Warning you, this is a great time to go out and get some fabulous Mexican food. By the way, can I... Side note here, and I every Friday, we try to, every Friday, my, my law partner, Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law, and I, together with uh, our friend John Curtis, do a, a food podcast. I don't really do much for it. I just sit there, I operate the board and rest my voice. But uh, it's really a great show, and we, we talk a lot about uh, eating out. And, and so if you're interested in food in Vegas, check out the podcast, Eat, Talk, Repeat, wherever you get your podcasts, find us there. The one absolutely fabulous sleeper Mexican restaurant in Las Vegas, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna I, I'm it's Mariscos El Frescos, and it is uh, this place has the most extraordinary Mexican seafood cooking. I would actually say some of the most extraordinary seafood in town. Now it is. I don't want the gentleman behind this restaurant to get mad at me. Uh, it is absolutely, um, uh, it's not atrocious inside, but it is not a great uh, build-out. It's a very minimalist place. They took it over from another restaurant. They don't have their liquor license yet, so you can't, you can't but you can bring, it's BYOB. You can bring your own beer. You could bring your own hard stuff. You bring a bottle of wine. No corkage. They are great. The, the chefs, uh, they uh, they came here from Mexico City. They worked at a very uh, 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 renowned restaurant in a, in a beautiful part of Mexico City. Anyway, anyway, this this is a spectacular place. There's almost always a table open. And if you're looking for a – where is it? Oh, it's Tropicana. Uh, Tropicana, let's see here. What's that cross street? And Pecos. I know it's 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 east. It's it's east of of UNLV, but it is worth the drive, particularly you Henderson people. Not too far uh, away from from most of you, and 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 it is absolutely delicious. Mariscos El Fresco's great spot. I'm just that's not Cinco de Mayo. You know, we would I'd mention a place that I really like. And trust me, folks, I like to eat. I like to eat. If you see my dad bod, you'd know exactly that I I mean what I say. All right. Oh, the debt. I'm going to, I have to say this. Producer Robbie, I am so mad about this refusal to negotiate on the, on the budget. Biden is such, he, he's doing this. He is digging his heels in. By the way, there are plenty of things we could cut from this budget. Think of all the wasteful spending. 
that is in this budget. Fee.org, they always post stuff about wasteful spending. Early 2022, the federal government spent $50 million on a Visit Tunisia initiative. Why $50 million? How much, how much money do you pay in taxes every year? Okay. Now, divide $50 million by what you paid in taxes last year. Probably going to be a whole lot of years. That's how many years of someone like you's life they need in order to what? Pay for a program that encourages tourism to a country that probably hates us? Tunisia's tourism sector, by the way, look this up. In 2019, we have statistics available for that, uh, generated about $1 billion. So they still needed help, apparently, from the U.S. NIH, you know, Fauci and his merry band of bandits spent $2.3 million injecting puppies with cocaine for research. That sounds like fun. Georgia Tech got a grant for $100K, $120K to study whether a real-life Thanos could actually snap his fingers while wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, they Well, no, they, they actually came to the uh, conclusion that uh, could not have snapped because his metal-armored fingers uh, were so, so rigid, okay? So it must have been the Hollywood special effects rather than the actual physics. This is... You see, they're not going to cut this horse crap, but what they're going to do is they're going to start cutting salaries of hardworking people defending this country in an effort to politicize it. Biden wants the shutdown. The reason he's not negotiating is because he literally wants to shut the government down. So what do I think? I think, uh, oh, and, and, and by the way, these are the same people. What are they pushing for? How many, how many trillion in to, to make our country carbon neutral? They're fantasy. These people are in fantasy land. It is a total and complete joke. Oh, by the way, we talked about this. We talked about this yesterday. The, 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 the desire, the electrification of America. I, I mentioned how. Well, New York State uh, doing away with with stoves, gas stoves. The 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 stove in twenty twenty six in in New York City is gone by way of the it's it's going to be extinct. No new stoves. And I made the point yesterday. I said, well, I mean, listen, everything's going to be electric. Cars are going to be electric. The stoves are going to be electric. Heaters are going to be electric. Everything's going to be. Electric. Do we have enough to power this? And so here's – this is great. This is a <laughs> – well, the answer – well, wait. The answer, by the way, is not necessarily. Here is from April 19th, U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer at a Senate Environment and Public Works Committee hearing. He's asking Andrew Boyle, who is the first vice chair of the American Trucking Association, about the impacts – of the Biden admin's unprecedented push for widespread EV adaptation. And here is what this man, now this guy is an expert in trucking. This is what he said about turning, you know, going fully electric. Just so we're clear on the scale of the issue, each electric vehicle battery for a heavy-duty truck weighs 8,000 pounds. 
and you need at least two of them. So we're talking the weight of, you know, four or five cars. And our, my friends and peers in the industry nationwide who have tried to make efforts to put in, say, hey, I'm going to convert a dozen forklifts to electric, or I want to tee up a facility for 30 electric trucks. There's no power. The utilities come back, the cities come back and say, is this some kind of joke? One friend tried to put in, in Illinois, a, uh, a facility, tee it up for 30 trucks electrification. The city came back and said, this is some kind of joke. You're asking for more draw than the entire city requires. And just to give you an idea, 30, 50 trucks, that's like a five, six megawatt application. The factory that makes the trucks is a two megawatt factory. They do not understand. Or maybe they do, but this is all just a cynical ploy to mess this country up and put it back in the Stone Age. That this green push is impossible. That literally, in order to just produce, I don't know, 30 or 50 trucks, you'd need more power. <laughs> you'd need more power just for the just for the charging of those vehicles than the factory that makes these vehicles. It's not doable. It, it's 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 a joke. And and by the way, they're they're simply exploring a handful of vehicles. They're not even talking about a full electrification of the entire fleet. All of this, all of this is 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 just is silliness. It reminds me too, uh, frankly, a little bit of the five-year plan under the communists. The central committee uh, in communist countries would decide what would be built, when it would be built, how you know, and and how much of it would be built, and they would make a five-year plan. And I think here, if you if you really sit down with a with a liberal that believes this stuff, and you say, well, well what's the point here of saying you're going to go electric by 2032? What's the point of that? And they're going to give you some version of the following answer. They're going to say, well, listen, we need to set a goal. And we need to set that goal because if we don't set that goal, it's never going to happen. And if we don't, if it's never going to happen, then, then, then you know, we, we have a role here. We need to lead. We need to, we need to, we need to set our sights on a, on a, on a clean air future. And I'm going to say, okay, so you're going to dictate an outcome and whether technology whether infrastructure reality can can support your goal or not you don't care you want to just have the goal you think it's all going to just come together and people are going to innovate and do you know light year leaps ahead just because you've come up with a fictitious number that isn't realistic this is going to shut down the economy not boost it so really what this comes down to, right, this, this, when they talk about this $50 trillion to become carbon neutral, at the same time refusing to negotiate with Republicans on, on spending cuts, you got to realize that, that none of this, none of this is, is, this is, it's none of this is, is pragmatic in the least bit. They are looking for opportunities just to hand out money to cronies build their patronage networks, get in their favors, 10 million here, 100 million there, and the accountability for all that money, that's going to fall on, on, on the, the shoulders of, of, of future politicians. I mean, Biden's going to be long gone by then. 
But this is just a, a huge effort to, to make people close to these elected politicians rich. It's a money grab. And the stupid environmentalists that go, yeah, 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 we're going to go green. Yeah, 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 good, good, good. Evil Republicans, dirty air. <laughs> They're just useful pawns. And they are getting taken by the people they keep voting in year after year. Because none of this is real. None of this is actually going to happen. But the money spent is real. It's coming out of our pockets. And it's burdening future generations of this country and weakening our safety and our security at home. Absolutely unacceptable. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. Sam Rachofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Well, here it is. I just got the email as a former, well, still current customer, First Republic Bank. (laughs) Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Uh, it's coming from J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. to our valued clients. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase acquired a substantial majority of assets, assumed liabilities for First Republic Bank from the FDIC. So here it is. It's official. My goodness. It, there's going to be more bank failures. There will be more banks that fail. Pacific Western Bank, another bank. I used to – it's all these banks that I, I used to bank with or I, I, I still did bank with. I bank with First Republic because we have a – Sam and Ash Injury Law as an office in California, and we have an attorney-client trust account there, uh, or we had one there until uh, last week when all this news began to, to really worry me. We moved it to a new, uh, more secure and stable bank. But, you know, this, this – um, uh, there, there's another bank, a Pacific Western Bank, that looks like it's um, it's going to be uh, going away. And I I do have a note on that one because I, I I used to bank with them, and I'll tell you uh, they were a bank that just started to go downhill real fast. They were they they were uh, at one point very well run, and I I noticed this as a customer. I mean they started hiring. Uh, some some people that weren't very qualified. <laughs> they started sending me stupid emails about about all their about their all their DEI stuff. I'm telling you, and that was this was two, three, four years ago. Yeah, three, four years ago. It was it was just a bunch of crap that doesn't matter. The fundamentals of business are. You got to do it right. You've got to hire the best people based on their merit, not what they look like. It's common sense. And this brings me to something great that I heard. This is on the Goodfellows podcast. Uh, Hoover Senior Fellows, uh, Niall Ferguson and H.R. McMaster of all things, and John Cochrane talking about uh, budget concerns and and the concern of what's going to happen with the debt ceiling increase and everything. And British author and journalist Douglas Murray said something that just really stood out, which is it's really not about dollars and cents, first and foremost. It's about America. And this, by the way, it's a foreigner telling us that it's about America. Here's what he said. 
all the questions of, you know, defense spending, uh, whether or not America wants to remain the global hegemon thing, all fall away if you believe that there's nothing good about America. I mean, for instance, what, what American school child is not taught that slavery was the founding sin of America? I deeply resent this language, as well as I think it being ahistorical. If America has a founding sin, fine. What's the founding sin of Nigeria? What's the founding sin of Egypt, Zimbabwe, China, France? You could go on and on. Why does only America have a founding sin? Why does everything in America have to be rewritten in this negative key in this generation? Be because there are these liberal politicians that want to erode American greatness to turn every single person into a victim, into a cannot, so that they build for themselves a dependable political base. It's just about greed. And it's absolutely maddening. Now, Douglas Murray gets into it further here and, and explains it, I think, in a very succinct way. Why, after 20-something years of the internet, have we become stupider in our public debate to the extent that we now disagree over what, which year or century America was founded and where, not to get into one of the distractions of our time, but where we don't even agree on what a woman is? I mean, wh why, why have we allowed ourselves to slip into this place of, of, of self-abnegation. And my own view is that it is because in our lifetimes, in the lifetimes of all of us here, we have moved from a celebration of heroism as being the great public virtue to a celebration of victimhood being the great public virtue. I remember all the stories from my parents about what happened to their country when the communists took over. Suddenly, overnight, success, right? Ability, individualism, strength, those suddenly became weaknesses. Those became political liabilities. History was rewritten. Words, language was changed. All in an effect to upend everything that was and create a new, uh, better, in, in quotes, society that ultimately was absolutely awful and destroyed the country they grew up in, brought it to its knees. The country's been rebuilding. I'm speaking now of what was then Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic, being rebuilt from the, almost from the ground up, frankly, economically and socially since 1989, when the regime ended. We have to end this regime that is in the White House now. We got to get rid of these. These, are, these people really want us to all be weak. They want us all to be confused. They want us all to be emotionally fragile. They want us to be victims. Because when we're in that state, we need them above all else. I look forward to talking about some of this stuff here with my guest next hour. Just after the break, it's going to be great to have him uh, here in studio. I mentioned this to you guys before. Seth Weathers, co-founder of Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer. He's going to be on with us 
Uh, he also was the director of Trump's 2016 campaign in Georgia. Uh, so uh, interesting guy. And, and this beer is apparently is taking off. So I look forward to finding out more about him and this endeavor. Uh, this is not a guy, by the way, who's a victim. This is a take charge guy. And these, by the way, are the people we celebrate on this program. We celebrate success stories. Okay, I, I, I know, I know. We got it's, it's coming up to the end of that. I, I will be back, friends. Don't go anywhere. We've got two hours together, like we do every day, Monday, every week, Monday through, Monday through Friday. Ah, oh, I'm getting tongue-tied. It's been a long week. Okay, uh, cut me some slack here. Friends, yeah, podcast too, if you've missed any portion of the show. Uh, What's Right Show? You can go to the Odyssey app, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'll be back in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Sam Rajofsky here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Now, as promised, as promised, we have a a guest on the phone with us here who has uh, been making some waves uh, with a new product. And the new product is, of course, catching everyone's attention because of everything that is going on right now with Bud Light. And I'll explain what I mean by this. You're going to enjoy this. Seth, um, welcome to the program. It's, It's great to have you. Great to be here. So, Seth Weathers, what is it that you do? What company did you start, and why, why is everybody talking about you? Well, we started Conservative Dad's Ultra-Right Beer, and it was in response to the Bud Light, a lot of times it's referred to as the Bud Light controversy, uh, with their promotion of a dude that was a celebration of a dude being a girl for a year, but that doesn't quite make sense because a dude can't be a girl for a year. But that's what Bud Light said. Um, and our response was, you know what, this is really dumb. And the average American thinks this is really dumb. And so that was our response to it. And we said, look, we can't keep supporting a company that is putting this, that's shoving this down our throats. And so we came up with our beer and it's been a wild ride since. And I have a feeling it's going to be a wild ride for a long time now. Yeah. I imagine that, uh, that you're seeing sales increase significantly as a consequence of all this stuff and, 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 the, and the, the visibility that you're getting. Is that, is that a fair statement? We are. We did a million dollars worth of sales in about 17 days from launch, and it's continuing to grow. And, you know, when we launched this, I really – I knew it would be popular, but I didn't know how popular. And as we've grown, you know, initially we're selling online. We're selling to the 42 states that we can legally ship it to through ultrarightbeer.com. And, you know, the thought was maybe one day we'll be able to be in stores. But due to the success of it and due to the fact that so many people have been calling their local convenience stores, bars, restaurants, whatever it may be, and saying, hey, do you sell this ultra-right beer? Because of that, we now have distributors coming to us, and we're going to be in nearly every state in a very short order. You, you have to go through a lot of legal process state by state, but we're doing that simultaneously. 
Uh, we're spending all of our money on attorneys, it seems, but we will <laughs> we will be in stores nonetheless. And so we're, we're starting out and, and, you know, each of those states, again, we're doing as many as we can simultaneously. So depending on where you're at, uh, you will actually be able to go to your store and, and pick us up there. And if we're not there, make sure to let them know that you want us to be. All right. So the, the, the name of the company is Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer. Uh, so it's yes. definitely not shying away from your uh, political position. Um, I, I Which like, is, by the way, is the position that most people had 10 years ago. Mental illness 10 years ago was treated as mental illness. And I'm probably going to scare you right now by saying this. I don't want to get you shut off on the air. So this is my opinion, not yours, that I'm stating. However, mental illness is, is, is still an issue, the same as it was 10 years ago. They've just rebranded it as transsexual. You know, I, I talk about this issue almost nonstop on the show because I think it's particularly where it comes to kids and and, and yes. you know the statistics, right? It's Do like ninety nine well, yeah, of course. I've got a fifteen year old, a twelve year old, and a ten year old and and oh, you know, wow, they're yeah. you know, I'm I'm on the front lines of this, but by the way, they all go to great schools where none of the stuff is pushed on them, but I know that they have friends uh who are in public schools. Uh, we used to live in California. We have friends that are, are still there in California. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Seth. Some of the, the stuff that the kids are coming home, uh, the, the, the 10-year-old, my 10-year-old has friends, you know, in, in, in California, 12-year-old as well. Uh, and and, and, and the, what they come home with from school and the ideas that they have and this stuff, it, it's, it's, it's frightening. It's disgusting. And look, I'm a 6 and a 10-year-old, and that's why this suddenly matters so much to me. And I was having the conversation with someone earlier today and they were, you know, a friend of mine and they asked me, you know, why, why are you so fired up about this stuff? And I said, well, do you understand this person's kids are older than my, older than my kids. Their kids are out of school already. They're in college or wherever. And I said, do you actually understand what they're teaching in our schools? And he said, I'm in Georgia. And he said, well, they're not doing that here in Georgia. So let me show you a book that was here in Georgia. And I pull it up. And if I literally describe to you the book that was available for 10-year-olds in school, if I were to describe that on the radio right now, you wouldn't be able to air it. That's unbelievable. Since when is this an okay thing? But everyone's afraid to say anything because you might offend someone. You might hurt a feeling. You might get told by big corporate that that's not allowed. And I think that's, that's a lot to do with the success of what we're doing because I'm saying what everyone or at least a vast majority of people know to be true, but they're afraid to say it because they've been told you're no longer allowed to do that. But I think this is the line in the sand and people are saying, you know what? This is stupid. We're going to say something. We're no longer going to go along with it and agree with things that we know are not true. Yeah. And and by the way, you know, and I'm not here to to talk about the competition, but here, uh, your competition, you know, this is Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, you know, it's all part of the story. So I, I need to mention it, right? So they... What a lot of people don't realize is that, yeah, they're 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 embattled. They're they're uh, by all accounts are backing away from this deal. They're trying to say that that it, that Dylan Mulvaney that it was some external person that did this and it didn't get approved. They are it's a lot of doublespeak. But here's yes. here's the here's something the Wall Street Journal yesterday reported, and it was it's funny it was the last line in the article. 
talks about the article talked about these poor delivery drivers. By the way, you you might be able to hire some of them because they're 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 not making any money. The company well, they're but, making our cans right now. It's funny you say that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's true story. Like, no, but the Bud Light the Bud Light delivery drivers. These are people that rely on the revenue of turning this product, and they're not turning the product, and it's so bad that these that, that that the company that that Anheuser-Busch has to is paying them cash bonuses on top of their you know their their regular paychecks just to just to keep them you know you know employed but at the very yeah. end but at the very end so this is what's part of his crazy says at the very end of the of the article after it says that they're you know they're making changes and they're not you know they've they dumped their their VP of marketing and whatnot it says Anheuser-Busch, who are, by the way, owned by a, a Belgian subsidi- uh, group, so they're a subsidiary of a, of a mm-hmm. European company, will also will continue its support of LGBT rights organizations <laughs> per their company's chief executive, uh, Michel Ducaris. So, uh, you know, they're, they're just mad this blew up in their face. Can they're I just mad they got caught. To everyone? Yes, you're exactly right. So the reality is, Corporate America, people on Madison Avenue are creating the Bud Light brand as we know it. They're just, as you said, upset. They were busted, exposing what they actually think. They think people like you, they think people like me in Georgia, all of us are just, we're a bunch of dumb hicks that don't understand it's okay to chop the genitals off 12 year olds because we're too backwards to understand how great that is. And again, they were just caught in that. And the thing is, that is a very real opinion of what these corporate companies think. Conservatives have zero power in the economic world because the reason being, we get upset, we get totally dumped on by these corporations, and what do we do? We skip two football games, we cry and moan about it on Fox News for a couple days, and then we go right back to buying the product. This is the first time that I've seen people sticking to this, and if we don't stick to it, it's it's like the bully that continues to beat up someone that allows it. That's what's going to happen to us. So this is our opportunity to say, never again. I will never buy an Anheuser-Busch product again. And look, you don't have to buy my beer. Sure, that'd be great. I appreciate everyone that has. Go buy any other beer but an Anheuser-Busch product. And yes, most of those other products, they're also woke corporations, so to speak. So the point is we're sending a message to one because we can't boycott everything. If we boycotted everything, I'd have to hang up this phone because it was made in communist China. You'd have to shut down the radio station because every digital device you have there is also made in communist China. The point is we send a message to corporate America so that next time when they think about the fact that, hey, maybe we shouldn't put this person in front of our brand, maybe we'll think twice about it next time. You know, um, by the way, folks, we're talking to Seth Weathers, who is the co-founder of Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer. He's also the CEO of Freedom Speaks Up. And uh, uh, was the director of Trump's 2016 campaign in Georgia, which is a fun fact about you, Seth. I want to – I actually want to if – you, if you have a few minutes, can you, can you stay with us through the break? Because I, I, I want to ask you something that – it's a fascinating thing. All these companies, big corporations, but even small businesses feel like they have to pander to leftists. You, and, yes. and, and they're to the point – to the point and the, uh, that they're also completely terrified from uh, from from identifying themselves openly as conservatives and i i want to talk to you about your experience because you're somebody who went out there 
literally called yourself conservative dad's ultra right beer and you're killing it. And, and so I, I want to talk because I, we have a lot of business owners that listen to this program. We have a lot of folks here in, in, in Las Vegas and beyond, frankly, because we've reached quite a few people with our podcast that, that, you know, struggle with this idea is how much of my, of my belief system do I put out there and what effect will it have on my business? And, and if you don't mind, I just want to talk this through with you a little bit. Absolutely. I won't, do, I, won't, I won't start before your break, but I have a lot to say about this. Beautiful. Stay tuned. Friends, we've got Seth Weathers here. He's the Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer co-founder and an all-around uh, great American. Uh, Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show. I'll be back after this. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to salmonashlaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Greetings, friends. Greetings, friends. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting all tongue-tied here. Welcome back to the program. Sam Marjofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT, your place for common sense conservatism, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Now, speaking of common sense, we have on the line with us, and I'm grateful that he's able to stay with us through the break, Seth Weathers. He's the co-founder of Conservatives Dad's Ultra-Right Beer, and this is the company that... Um, is well is doing very well now that uh, Bud Light is well. They decided to go all in for Dylan Mulvaney there with the with that disastrous campaign. So Seth, welcome back. Thank you for uh, hanging in here and being with us. Now I, I you know right before the break we were we were talking about this idea that you uh, on your on your can your whole brand. I mean you embrace the fact that you're. A right-wing conservative guy, and you're you're speaking out openly. It's an interesting thing for me because, you know, I, I have I have a show here in Vegas. And we're talking on it now, but but during the day, my my day job is I'm a lawyer, and I remember the worst of all. People I know I you, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, and by the way, it's it gets even worse. It gets even worse than that. I'm I'm a I'm an injury lawyer. I'm a I'm a trial oh. lawyer, right? And and you know this is funny because I I I tell this I tell the audience this all the time. You know there are there are literally no conservative uh, injury lawyers out there. I mean it's very. It's, I know a couple, but you're right. Very it, few. It's like a finding one of us. It's like getting a unicorn in the wild. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the the worst part about it is is when there are when there is a conservative out there they they hide it you know they because you're yeah. in a, you're in a whole like world of major libs and I just decided I'm not going to hide it I, I I am who I am I'm I'm I have the opinions that I have by the way I would say probably more than half of Las Vegas of my community here agree with my opinions. And I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm not. I, I I understand that. I mean, I'm not gonna be somebody that is, you know, is 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 going to be a top pick for for you know if they're you know if they're all for you know some of the stuff that I'm against. But that's okay. I and, and it's been a great thing for me uh, economically and business wise to be to be uh, palms up about who I am and and what I believe and and stand up for my values. And and do you so, get as many death threats as I do, though, because you're not doing anything right if you don't. 
I get, I, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. I don't talk too much about it publicly, (laughs) but I, I get some very, some very bizarre communications, uh, from some people. I appreciate that. And, and, and it, you know, it's, uh, but then, but then that's how I know that I'm, I'm getting through to people. Right. And I think you're, you probably find, find something similar. No. Yes. For sure. And, and you're right. I don't get into some of the stupidity uh, as well because most people are full of it. But there is a lot of there's, there's a lot of wild things that happen online. That's for sure. So tell me your 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 product. I mean, where when did this idea strike you? Like, tell me your thinking like this. This all because you're d- conservative dad's ultra right beer, um, you know, and you were a director of Trump's 2016 campaign. So clearly a conservative guy. How did this come about? Well, it came about, so I've run a company that we've sold merchandise, everything from, you know, the uh, large artwork of the U.S. Constitution, First Amendment, all these kinds of things. Um, we've sold a lot of Let's Go Brandon items. We, we, we were famously known for our Let's Go Brandon wrapping paper the last two years at Christmas. Uh, but I was talking with someone, and when I saw this Bud Light nonsense, I told the person I was talking to, I said, God, I wish I knew how to make beer. Because I would do something in response to this. Because people have got to have an alternative. And the person I was talking to said, well, I've got some buddies who have a brewery and this, that, and that. I said, well, they won't be able to do this. But we'll, we'll see. And it just kind of continued down that line. And I didn't sleep for about three weeks. <laughs> and before you know it, we had a beer company. And I'm still not sleeping. But it, it, so it, it came about as a response to the stupidity that we were seeing from what was formerly an iconic American brand, otherwise known as Budweiser. And they destroyed that by exposing themselves. And I knew we had to have, conservatives had to have a way to fight back and speak up. And I felt like, well, I've, I've said for years, again, what I was saying earlier, conservatives have zero capital in the corporate economy. And until we zero in on one of these corporations that's taking a dump on us, and cause true permanent economic harm to them will never be taken seriously. And look, I would be doing the same thing as this is apple juice, but apple juice doesn't seem to get people as excited as beer. <laughs> and the reality is that this got people excited. I said, this may be the moment. And look, I want to produce the absolute, and we are the absolute best beer possible to provide people because that's what I want to do. But the core to this for me is the message. And I feel like I'm on a mission. I feel like I'm one of the blues brothers right now. I've got a full take of gas, <laughs> but we're on a mission. And this is a, the beer just happens to be the catalyst. Yeah. By the way, I know this is just the audio. I want to play your commercial because it, because I love it here. here here's, here's the ad. America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created conservative dads, ultra right, 100% woke free beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the woke mind virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay the away from our kids. (laughs) I love it. I just absolutely love it. What a great ad. Uh, I, that's my brainchild. You know, it's funny. We, people ask me, what production company did this? And I kind of look at them like, do you know me? 
that ad was my both my kids. I mentioned earlier, I have sons. I have a six and a ten year old. They both play baseball. We filmed that on the fields where they typically play baseball. It's just the city rec league field. I spent $44 on a Louisville slugger bat. We bought, unfortunately, I hate to admit this, but we spent $24 on Bud Light, which is the most Bud Light purchased in the area. It had to get hit off the bat. If you can't see it on the radio, you'll, you'll have to see it to understand. And I paid a buddy 500 bucks to help me film it. We put it on Twitter. And within a few days, we had 46 million views on that. So it's got to be the greatest, the greatest, uh, the lowest budget return on that many views in the history of mankind. And it's just been wild ever since. What a, what a success from scratch story. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I, I tell you, I, 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 people, how do they buy this beer? If somebody wants your beer, how do they get it? You can go to ultrarightbeer.com, and if you're in the 42 states that aren't communists, you can order your beer, and we will ship it to you there. And if you're not, we will be in most states soon uh, at your local stores. If you're not, if we're not at your local store, bar, restaurant, please ask them to have us there because that's what makes all this possible. Fantastic! Now uh, you, you have you, you keeping up with with demand. <laughs> we're doing our best. We're we're making a lot of beer. I'm ordering aluminum cans by the tractor trailer load. It's it's been a wild process. I love it. But we're making beer as fast as we can, and, right. and we're going to get it to to everyone. Beautiful. All right, there it is. Uh, this, Seth Weathers, co-founder of Conservative Dads Ultra Right Beer. Get your can or case of it today. Seth, thanks for being with us. Got to run. Appreciate having you. Love being here. You guys have a great day. Sam Marjofsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Well, that was fun. Sam Marjofsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. Great to have you with us, folks. Yeah, just um, had a had a fun conversation uh, minutes ago with Seth Weathers. It's the guy who started Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer, uh, founded this company in uh, response to the controversy <laughs> Bud Light stepped into. Uh, by the way, this oh, if you missed this conversation that we had, uh, please. Uh, you'll want to listen to it. Uh, get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. What's right show? There it is. You'll see my picture, and uh, and, and click to subscribe, follow because th- this is w- what an ingenious thing to do. Uh, goes to show you too. I- I'll just point this out as a uh, entrepreneur. You you, you got to seize an opportunity, and 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 you've got to act quickly. We didn't have enough time to go through the whole kind of business plan of how it started, but, but you, you heard what Seth said, how he th- – this thing was going down with Bud Light. He saw the reaction to it. He saw that the uh, conservative boycott of the product was working, caught the interest of, uh, of the public, and so he very quickly brought a product to market that you know seized and captured a, a, a particular moment. This is – you know, they talk about in business lightning in a bottle. And 
usually when that kind of that phrase is used, the implication of it is that it just sort of accidentally came about uh, and it was spontaneous. And the thing is that in business, in life, you have to create your opportunities. You can't just wait for lightning to go off in the bottle. You've got to come up. You've got to bring the bottle and you've got to put something into it. And you've got to be there and you've got to act. I know so many people. I know so many people who have great ideas, but they never do anything to advance them. They never act on it. The difference between a successful person and a smart person with great ideas is is, is action. And so I, you know, I, I think this is this is um, this is something that really is. Uh, uh, strike stri- struck me here with my conversation with 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 Seth Weathers is that he he basically saw this thing happening with Bud Light and decided to act and and within a in a week basically had a product on uh, in the marketplace. Now I mentioned the article talking to him here. Uh, this was yesterday in the Wall Street Journal. Delivery drivers responsible for distributing Bud Lights to various outlets. These people are not moving product. Consequently, they're not getting paid because. The way this works is that the drivers that 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 deliver to stores to retailers uh, the this product is their their bonus based on the volume that they move, and so they're not getting their 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 bonuses, which is the bulk of of what their paycheck is. So they're now Anheuser Busch is uh, basically paying extra money five hundred dollar cash bonuses to their drivers just to keep them happy just to keep them from from getting a different job and leaving the company. And Anheuser-Busch, of course, is hoping that over the summer, uh, the spend on this on this product and the purchasing of it will go back up and that this, uh, this backtrack isn't permanent. So uh, what are they going to do to fix that? Well, Bud Light says it's going to triple its planned U.S. marketing spend this summer. Great. Fabulous! They're going to provide financial support to frontline teams vis-a-vis that $500 bonus. And, um, and they're going to also help wholesalers who also are suffering because, you know, these are people that, that again, turn the product and, and, and are, are, are not able to, to sell the product. But the line of it, and I mentioned this to Seth in the last segment, the, the funny thing here is that Anheuser-Busch, who's owned by InBev, which is a Belgian company, they're they're still going to support LGBT organizations, right? They're still doing all of their woke stuff. They're just mad that this particular thing blew up in their faces. So Michel Ducaris, who is the company's chief executive, uh, he, he is, I, I think, is saying that you know, yeah, we're, we're still it's still business as usual for our company. Now, the part of this that really irks me, and I'm I'm in the, you know, my uh, sense of 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 the way to do things is to you know admit fault and take it on the chin when you're responsible for something, not to shift blame. I believe in personal responsibility, but Anheuser Busch, uh, the CEO here, is saying, well, you know, this this really wasn't our doing. It's not our fault. We didn't we didn't greenlight the Dylan Mulvaney ads. Michelle Ducaris said, we need to clarify the facts that this was one can, one influencer, one post, and not a campaign. Ducaris went on to decry the misinformation spread on social media after Mulvaney last month posted a photo with a Bud Light while in a bathtub on TikTok. 
to his 10 million uh, plus followers. Oh, yeah, it was just a can. It was, it was made by a third party. We, we had nothing to do with this. Then why didn't they immediately, the, the, the same day or the next day, issue a statement to that effect? Because that's, this is simply not true. That's why. The blowback was immediate. The uproar was immediate. They did nothing. They said nothing. They wanted to see how it would play out. And only now they're distancing themselves because their market share is going in the toilet. Bud Light sales plunged 21% versus a year ago. We discussed this earlier this week. This accelerated from a 17% slide a week earlier, an initial weekly drop of 6%. I think they saw the 6% in week one and said, no problem, we can weather this. Then it went up to 17%. They go, well, this is going to be the high watermark. And now it's up to 21%. They're starting to freak out. So this, to me, I think one of the more upsetting, or not upsetting, but more silly parts of this is that the company is, is not reacting in, a, in, a, in an upstanding way. The problem they have, of course, is they don't want to truly distance themselves from this. They don't want to anger the LGBTQIA plus activists out there. So they're, they're just saying this, was, we didn't, this wasn't our campaign. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. So I think this, this apology is, is not a real apology. It's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's an excuse. Now, the Bud Light CEO, Brandon Whitworth, April 14th, he issued an an apology of sorts, right? He said, we will continue to learn, meet the moment in time, all be stronger, and we will work tirelessly to do what we do best, bring people together over a beer and creating a future of more cheers. This This is nonsense, right? And it's the kind of language used by people that attend endless diversity, equity, and inclusion meetings and are constantly browbeaten over how to think, how to view the world, how to be extra open-minded, and they are completely, and I mean this, completely out of touch. Now, one of the part of the story, I keep mentioning this company that Anheuser-Busch is bought by a European conglomerate, one thing that's very important is the people making decisions in the upper echelons of Anheuser-Busch are people, you know, they're in Europe. They're not even, (laughs) they have no concept of what it is to be American. The only Americans that they are in touch with are hoity-toity, Liberals from from L.A. and from from New York City. They just mingle with elitist Americans who all look down on us, you know, MAGA conservative rubes. Sneer at us. And then when they travel to Europe, they tell their European bosses, no, 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 let me explain to you what America's like. And then when the when when the. The, the, well, the proverbial you-know-what hits the fan, then they all look at you know, eyes wide open, and, and they have no idea what hit them. According to the New York Post, the company, referring to Anheuser-Busch, has been trying to win back the hearts and minds of those who were upset by the Mulvaney campaign. We're not, it's not even that we're upset. We're just disgusted by it. This person is a joke. He goes around mocking women. 
He's a performance clown. The fact that anybody with half a brain at this company thought that this would be a good person to align themselves, align the company with is, is, is it, it, that's, that's what is, is, is just crazy and offensive and, and blows my mind, frankly. So Alyssa Heinerscheid, the vice president of marketing for Bud Light and the head of the Bud Light brand, Daniel Blake, are both on leave. I, I think they've, they're getting replaced. I think it's over for them. They're gone. That's fine. You know, they can, they can, they can dump a few people. These are fall people. This got approved up the chain, folks. What the CEO isn't telling you is that he, he's going, oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. This was approved up the chain. So if you're looking for an alternative to the um, Bud Light uh, beer brand, uh, consider Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer. And uh, that was a great interview with Seth. I was uh, happy to have him on. All right, friends, Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Thank you for listening. I'll be back. Just, just hold on. I'll be back. Don't worry. Not going anywhere yet. I'll be back in a moment. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit samandashlaw.com. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. I have to take a moment here and talk to you about what to do if you're in an accident. Please, for the love of everything you care about, get help if you've been in an accident. Don't just trust your insurance adjuster uh, to tell you what your rights are. A lot of times the insurance company doesn't want to be completely uh, forthright with you. Uh, it's in their best interest that you, um, well, let's see, uh, they save their money and uh, that is something that happens at your expense. But the most important thing is you just need to know what to do. You need some guidance and you need it from an independent source. Please, if you are injured or hurt in any kind of an accident, call Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234. We will always talk to you. We will just give you some advice. Sometimes we, oftentimes we talk to people and uh, they don't need a lawyer, but they, they definitely, you need to know what your rights are. And it's important to know who you're going to call if something bad does happen. So hopefully all of you are safe out there. I know the roads are crazy. It's bananas out there. Uh, so be careful. But if you do get hurt, call Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234, because you deserve what's right. Now, one of the things that friends here on the What's Right Show, we talk about this uh, uh, actually just a sudden Seth uh, Weathers, uh, who we interviewed, the co-founder of Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer. Uh, we had him uh, here at the top of the hour. Uh, fascinating a bit. But one, one thing he said that resonated with me, he said that this country has really become a lot more woke has become a lot more liberal, a lot more crazy in just uh, the past 10 years or so. And he's spot on about this. And one of the things uh, that I, I, I think in particular that we've, we've gone off the deep end on is this uh, transgender stuff. 
Now, I played this on Monday, but it's the end of the week now, and I want to get back to it because Vivek Ramaswamy, the uh, Indian-American guy who's running for president, young guy, absolutely spot on, gives model answers to the mainstream media. He was, uh, at the end of, I think over the weekend, he was on uh, Chuck Todd on his show and was had a back and forth with him about transgenderism. And this is what he said. Below the age of 18, I think it's perfectly legitimate to say that we won't allow genital mutilation or chemical castration through puberty blockers you're, you're for calling the it that, transition. But how do you know it's that? Again, how do you know, are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing it? Are you confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm, this as a scientist? Well, there's there's two X chromosomes if you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's you're a, a man. lot so of scientific a research out this. there. There's a lot of scientific research out there that says gender is a spectrum. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Gender dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder. And I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm -hmm. what they're asking for is, you got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding but for the last I, I go back years. to this. This is spot on, and he's fearless. He just says it exactly. The exchange then continues. If a parent is dealing with a child that has these, that yes. may have these issues, trust me, the parent, the last thing they want to do is consider something like this. But if that is what they think could help their child pursue happiness or they're not to kill themselves, I, why take away that option? Again, it, why shouldn't it be up to the parent? So part of why parents now suddenly feel that way, let's ask ourselves that, Chuck, is we've created a culture that teaches parents that they're being bigoted or that they're bad people if they don't actually take those steps. So part of what I think is, listen, gender dysphoria for the rare few people who have suffered it mm -hmm. is a condition of suffering. My question is, why on earth are we going out of our way mm -hmm. to create even more of it? And there's no doubt that the cultural movement in this country, even education, is creating more gender dysphoria. If it's a condition of suffering, yeah. let's not create more of it. That's what we're doing. And, and by the way, Chuck Todd is completely speechless. I mean, he's, he's getting destroyed. The conventional thinking on this, which Vivek Ramaswamy attacks, is this idea that, you know, that, but, 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 but we need to do this, we need to do this, or else these kids will suffer more. The reality, of course, is that it's the agenda that's causing the suffering. There's a, a, an enormous explosion of cases. And what could possibly be behind it? Well, <laughs> most, most likely reason for why there's such a rash of cases is that parents, as well as kids, are getting, uh, getting pushed into this, are getting preached to. And by the way, none of the ideology behind it makes any sense. It's almost a quasi-religion. So on Thursday, this we all shared with you on Monday. This was the beginning of the week. But on Thursday, yesterday, Vivek Ramaswamy went on Hannity, and he, excuse me, Tuesday, the following day, Vivek Ramaswamy went, Ramaswamy went on Hannity, and he had this to say about uh, transgenderism here in the U.S. I actually just stuck to the basic facts, which everyone understands what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman. That is what it means to stand for truth. And the funny thing is, take the Chuck Todds of the world, okay? A lot of the left said for years that the sex of the person that you're attracted to is hardwired on the day you're born. That was the core premise of the gay rights movement. And yet now they say your own biological sex is completely fluid over the course of your life. 
Those two things cannot make sense at the same time unless you're subscribing to a sort of cult. And that's what this LGBTQIA plus movement has become. It's not about logic. It's a cult, which is why, Sean, I like going on those programs. Don Lemon, Chuck Todd, you name it. He does like doing it. He's not afraid of doing it. And he is excellent at articulating a common sense position on it. Telling you, folks, this is a guy to watch. He's, uh, he's moving. He's, he's, I mean, well, he's not changing Chuck Todd's mind, but he's definitely uh, doing a great job, I think, of, of giving, uh, of explaining this in a way that a broader audience can understand. We cannot give way on this. And by the way, I think he and I have the same position when it comes to this issue that, look, under 18, it's a no-go. Stay away from the kids. You can't do this. I don't parental consent or whatnot. There are, there are states and jurisdictions where even with parental consent, kids can't get a tattoo. But suddenly you have uh, states where without parental consent, 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds can go on puberty blockers that destroy and ravage their bodies, that make it impossible for them as they enter puberty, grow up into adulthood to have, uh, to have you know, sexual feelings, to, to be able to, to, uh, to have a normal sexual function of their bodies. It's tragic. And yet the left is all in for this, um, and almost, you know, almost without, without thinking, you can't, th- you can't question it. If you question it, you're a bigot, you're a, you're a transphobe. You're a terrible person. So, I, I mean, the position here is if you're an adult, you know, please do whatever you need to do and, and, and be yourself, fine. Uh, I, you know, but don't push it on the kids. And protect the kids from this because this, this is, you know, a 12-year-old is not equipped to make these decisions. And that, I think, is a common sense and reasonable position. All right, friends, it's, well, it's, it's time to go. I can't believe it. A week is over. Folks, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Always happy to be here with you. I will be back, of course, on Monday. We will talk then. Uh, grateful again for your... your um, your participation on this show would not be what it is without you and your support. Sam Rajovsky here. You've listened to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash, Injury Law, 702-820-1234, because you deserve what's right. Have a great weekend. Over and out.